Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It just really threw a wrench in, like, my major, in what I wanted to do for college. And really, I know I'm not alone in saying COVID-19 sucks. (laughs) That's Carly Campbell, a 19-year-old rising sophomore and journalism major at Montclair State University in New Jersey. I bought a pulse oximeter and one of those, um, like, no-touch thermometers that way before I go to classes or go to get meals or go to the radio station for the radio show. I don't have to worry about me being sick, but we have to depend on others to be smart and do the right thing. So much of Campbell's college experience has already been affected by this pandemic. Last semester, she didn't get to say goodbye to a roommate. This summer, many internships she applied for were canceled. Now her classes are scheduled to start again on August 25th, and half of them will be online. Still, she's planning to go back and live in a dorm, but worries about relying on her classmates to follow the school safety protocols. College students all over the country are facing tough choices, sometimes with very little information to go on. So today, we're going to talk about one university's reopening plan and what could help get students back on campus. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. There are thousands of colleges and universities in this country, each with their own pandemic plan. Some announced they would reopen, and then they changed their minds. Some are going fully online. Others are doing a mix, a hybrid, of in-person and remote classes. It's confusing, and there are so many questions. Dr. Richard Carmona's job is to have answers. Well, that's a great question. Sure, I think it's a great question. Great question. Dr. Carmona is a former U.S. Surgeon General who served under President George W. Bush and is well-versed in national disaster response. He's also a professor of public health at the University of Arizona. It's a big school, with 60,000 total students and staff. The U of A's president appointed him to lead their COVID-19 task force back in May. Right away, Dr. Carmona rallied forces, as if in preparation for battle. I said... If you'll allow me to bring in my own team, my team will be primarily police chiefs, fire chiefs, and military, because they do this every day. These are, these are people who are used to dealing with urgent situations, with uh, having, having to rapidly aggregate resources and make a decision. L- let's make no mistake, this is a war. Dr. Carmona's task force, complete with a fire chief from the Federal Emergency Management Agency and a retired Navy commander, was responsible for presenting the University of Arizona president with information and recommendations for the school's path forward. Ultimately, based on that information, the president decided to reopen. Sort of. Here's how Dr. Carmona summarized part of the multi-step plan. In short, any student who's coming back uh, to campus, before they can go to their dorms, again, if they're living on campus, they must be tested. 
and they have an uh, they go to this uh, to the stadium actually, and they will have scheduling. Each one gets uh, an antigen test, and and on their iPhone or any device that they have, within the an hour of that test, they will have a result that will allow them if it's if it's clear to go and check into their dormitory. Without that, they can't go to the dormitory. If they check in positive that they are, let's say, asymptomatic but have the virus, then we have dormitory space set up as an infirmary, if you will, where they will go and quarantine. But during that time, they can take their classes digitally if they are positive. When that uh, incubation period is over, they can then go to their scheduled dorm and resume classes. This is the plan for those coming back to campus but students and faculty can still choose to learn and teach online. At this time, less than half of the school's total population is expected to be on campus. When classes start on August 24th, everyone will be required to wear masks and stay six feet apart in the classroom and at the food court. Once the semester is in full swing, Dr. Carmona's team will be monitoring the community's compliance and the COVID-19 case numbers very closely. He said the bar for shutting everything down will be low. And at any time that we see lack of compliance by student, staff, or faculty, or we see that there's an increased transmission rate in the community, or we see that there is a paucity of resources for the um, surrounding community. That is, our hospital beds are lessening, we don't have enough doctors or nurses, etc., then the president has said he will shut down this program and we will go all digital for the rest of the semester. The logistics of all this and of offering high-quality remote alternatives are incredibly complicated, especially when you consider that the university is one of the largest employers in southern Arizona. But with coronavirus case numbers in Pima County on the decline, Dr. Carmona says many students and faculty members do want to come back. If there was no demand, then this would be a moot discussion because nobody would want to come back. Of course, not everyone is happy with this plan. As of Monday, nearly 1,500 members of the school's community, from faculty to students to parents, had signed a petition calling for U of A to go fully online. We recognize that there are students that are feeling uncomfortable and staff and faculty. And part of our uh, approach and, and the president's decision was to repeatedly announce that this is voluntary. No student, staff, or faculty have to come back to campus. The safety measures Dr. Carmona's team came up with will be tested in just a few weeks. But the school reserves the right to pivot at any time as conditions change. The fact is that the college environment is unique. Students living together, faculty commuting, parents visiting. It's a situation that's challenging not just for school administrators, but also scientists. I could envision a way it could work. I really could. That's Dr. Rochelle Walensky, an infectious disease physician at Massachusetts General Hospital. She co-authored a recent study about how a hypothetical college of around 5,000 students could reopen safely. The bottom line? It's all about testing. Walensky's model showed that testing every student every two days would allow for safe reopening. A lot of folks have said to me, can't we start it going weekly? And if it looks like we have a problem, then we should scale, you know, do it more frequently. Probably because of the logistics and viability of this, which is hard. Um, 
my response to that is you may not know you have a problem before you have a big problem if you do that. And so the in my mind, the right way to do it is to um, to do it frequently and then scale back if you notice that people are really, you know, their behavior is such that you don't expect outbreaks. But the ideal kind of test for Dr. Walensky's model, one that's cheap enough and widely available with high accuracy and quick turnaround, doesn't even exist yet. You know, what I like to remind people is, no, we're not there yet. But we... For our patients who have diabetes, we do sugar tests four times a day. So there are rapid tests that we could do at this kind of frequency that is not crazy to conceive of. Her team chose not to consider some other factors, like the potential role of contact tracing. But that doesn't mean it's not being done. Pima County, Arizona, has hired a private contractor to do its contact tracing in collaboration with contact tracers from the University of Arizona. It's one of the ways they are hoping to mitigate spread in the surrounding community. Dr. Carmona's team is also taking advantage of the school's own resources, like its student first responders and public health counselors to keep from straining the community and to ensure an ongoing dialogue. The university has its own EMS system, which is staffed by 52 uh, students who are EMTs, who on their own take training, and they work under the guidance of student health. We have medical students, nursing students, Uh, other students, both undergrad and grad, who have become volunteers, and they'll essentially be peer counselors working within the university to ensure uh, that there's compliance, but also out into the community to have those discussions with the community to make sure that the community is working with us. And Dr. Carmona says he'll be keeping a close eye on student compliance with safety protocols and also the number of available ICU beds in local hospitals. To him... Reopening is worth the risk. The consequences of not reopening could be harmful and dangerous, too, he says. Dr. Walensky agrees. She has two college-age kids and knows how important this milestone is. They want to go back to school. Sadly, this isn't going to be the college experience that they left. Um, It's going to be a much buttoned-down, very strict. um, And I do hope that um, they will be able to appreciate some of the college that they know and love. Um, I think if we don't give young people and even older people the um, mechanisms to do things that are reasonable and smart, and all we keep saying is all the ways that they can't enjoy themselves, then they will just disobey the rules. As the new school year approaches, I know how disappointed so many young people are feeling. Not being able to see friends or teachers and not having those unique in-person experiences is a tough assignment. But for those students going back to campuses, remember that the ability to stay there could depend on you wearing a mask, physically distancing yourself, and following the rules your schools have outlined. It's not just your classmates you'll be protecting, but your professors and their families as well. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 